What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. I am your host, Robert, a.k.a. Father of Ash, and today we're going to be talking about my thoughts on Die Dark Volumes 1 and 2, as well as My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising movie, and lots more. So let's get to it. show another opportunity <laughs> so as always if this is your first time here welcome but if you're a returning listener then welcome back you already know what it is if you are not already make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever podcast platform of your choice as well as make sure you're subscribed to the Danny's to talk youtube channel so that you can see my lovely hairy <laughs> silver haired covered face but uh yeah so go do all that stuff and yeah man it has been a roller coaster <laughs> of a uh of a last week to say the least um but we are making it through it but just a couple of uh, general housekeeping things. Really, the only real thing really is um, a couple of days ago, I had did what I call a September manga haul video on the YouTube channel where I pretty much cover and show off all the manga that I picked up over the course of the months of uh, September and October. And since I didn't do it for September, I just combined them together, thus... September was born. I don't know, and, and I, I kind of, I kind of like that weird naming convention. Cause honestly, I'm, I'm thinking about my, like, like, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I will just do every other month, so that I can just combine <laughs> the uh, multiple months into a new name. So maybe you know, around Christmas time, I'll, or at the end of the year, I'll just do one for November and December. Maybe call it a no simber or something <laughs> um but we'll see but yeah but yeah go go check that out um because like i said i had picked up several 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 <laughs> uh new manga which actually i kind of tease y'all and show y'all a little bit of preview on the at least on the video version this is a taste of everything i had picked up over the last couple of months so i guess you know what I'll just go just a quick rundown, but like I said, I still hope you go and check out the video. But I pretty much picked up 20th Century Boys, Perfect Editions, Volumes 4, 5, and 6, I Am a Hero, Omnibus 1 and 2, Sweat and Soap Volume 2, Aminon Volume 1 and 2, Blood on the Tracks Volume 1, Old Boy Volume 1, Karate Survivor Volume 1, Die Dark Volumes 1 and 2, which I'll be talking about later in the show. Um, level 1 Demon Lord Volume 1 and 2 Don't have Volume 2 on the screen right now Because it's a little bit too uh, Too much cheeks showing <laughs> And uh, and then Goldfish Volumes 1, 2, and 3 Whole series So yeah Go 
check that out and let me know what y'all think so uh yeah i and, and i guess other kind of housekeeping thing i'm kind of going back and forth on this and this is something that's kind of been on my mind for a while and i need to just make myself do it but i think more than likely i think i'll probably take potentially take next week off of just doing no podcast no nothing maybe you know i, I still might, might pre-record something small because um it'll probably kind of be perfect timing because next week is also vash's fourth birthday so maybe i'll do something maybe i'll pre-record something regarding him and that whole journey journey to fatherhood with him but we'll see i don't know but but just probably no just tentatively as of me recording right now you will i'm potentially planning on no primary episode next week but we'll see like i said i still might pre-record something just to have something go up but we'll see but um just because y'all already know i've talked about it before but i think just exhaustion and stuff is finally starting to catch up to me it's kind of why i've started like to fall behind on doing like the different individual manga reviews and stuff just because i'm just not in the right headspace for some of that stuff but um so yes i think i'm just overdue to take a step back and recharge even if it's at least for a week and i will also say and hope and ask that y'all send me some positive vibes of, as well i'm not gonna get into any details yet because i don't like to or i try not to talk too much about stuff you know while stuff is still in motion but potential opportunity for me <laughs> trying to think how to skate around it but basically just know that window of opportunity may have been left cracked open so i might be sneaking through the window of opportunity soon so we'll see how things kind of plan out with that but yeah y'all just send me you know thoughts prayers good vibes all that good stuff that this stuff kind of works out because if it does it could be very big and life-changing for me and my family so that's all i'll say on that but um but yeah and you know and i want to just give a quick shout out to somebody i'm gonna be very vague because you know obviously i don't want to say no names or whatever but a new friend a fellow parent me and my wife met today uh if you are listening to this you'll know <laughs> uh, me, me and my wife met you and your lovely daughter today and just want to give a shout out and you know hope y'all are well and glad we got to meet y'all even if the circumstances was a bit weird but just know i'm very happy to have to have met you and to uh you know be of some help in in this situation <laughs> like i said just just speaking vague the person you know like i said if, if, if you're listening you'll know but um but yeah shout out to you and your family but um but yeah so i'm trying to think i don't know if i don't think i have like too much else like life-wise i'm gonna talk about um yeah just 
business as usual. Uh, my son, my oldest, both of his both of his basketball teams both had tournaments on Saturday, so he literally played I think seven basketball games between both of the teams Saturday. So he was exhausted to say the least. And the crazy thing is, is that you know the coaches know each other, so I think that they kind of like work together on their schedules because you could tell because of how the games are spaced out. But it would be like he would play one game. Like the first game was like 8 a.m. Saturday. And the last game was like 8 p.m. And throughout the day Saturday, it would be like, okay, game at 8. Then another one at like 8.45. Then like at 11. But it was like alternating teams. So like he'll play like a game or two for one team. Get a little break. Have to change jerseys. Go play for the other team. For a game or two, a little break, change jerseys again, go back to the other team, and that was like an all-day thing Saturday. So, shout out to my wife. <laughs> she she took on a tournament duty throughout most of the day Saturday, and then I took care of uh, the game Saturday night. So, yeah, busy lifestyle, and yeah, so, you already know. But, uh, but yeah, so, that happened. Uh, our kittens... Or a week old, and some of them have started started to uh, open up their eyes. So, oh boy, <laughs> it's just a house full of kittens everywhere. But it is what it is. They're, they're very sweet and cute and fluffy. Um, but yeah, so I think let's go ahead and just kind of dive in. I think that's pretty much I'm gonna kind of keep housekeeping and stuff pretty short this week. So let's see. So I want to touch on a little bit of news. Let me get it put up here. So we're going to start with some news, some very big news. One of my favorite wholesome manga is getting an anime. Freaking Spy Family got confirmed for an anime series and... It is going to be a collaboration between Wit Studio and Cloverworks. And it's going to be coming out um, next year sometime, 2022. So, very hyped, very, very excited for that. Because, you know, those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a little while, y'all know how much I love spy family and of course like there's been rumors for feels like majority of this year and speculation like rumors that there was an anime gonna be coming but nothing official well today with the release of the new chapter the new manga chapter they confirmed that yes a spy family anime is on the way and it will be gracing us next year in 2022 so super excited for that um and I guess just, just a little, I guess a little synopsis for anybody that might not know what Spy Family is. So Spy Family is a series that runs in Weekly Shonen Jump, where basically the main character he is a spy, and he ends up getting tasked with this mission where one of his targets is like the head of this school, but 
the only way to get basically get into the school or whatever, get closer or whatever, is basically you have to have a child enrolled in the school. And thus he sets out on a mission to form basically a fake family. Well, what he doesn't know along the way is that his the, the lady that he ends up uh, meeting and then getting her to uh, to help him or whatever. Of course, nobody knows what, that he's a spy and what's going on or whatever, but uh, ends up convincing her to help him or whatever. She is a assassin. That's her secret identity. And their daughter that they also also adopt, she is a telepath. So a spy, assassin, and telepath. And so it is a wholesome, funny series because you have the mom and dad who are trying to keep their secrets from each other as well as just everybody in general. But then you have this little girl who can read their minds so she knows about their secret identities and stuff. And so it's just like a lot of just like really cool and just like funny <laughs> antics that happen uh, regarding that situation and stuff. So, but, um, but yeah, Spy Family. Look forward to it. Like I said, it's going to be coming out sometime next year. So, fingers crossed. Looking forward to it. So, yeah. So... I guess let, let's go ahead and uh, so what I'm going to do today. So I'm going to talk about, so I'm going to kind of do like a brief discussion on the Die Dark manga volumes, but I'm going to say that for the end of the manga section. And then at the end of the show, which will be the end of the anime and TV section, I'm going to talk about the uh, My Hero Academia movie. And as always, there will be timestamps for everything. So, you know, if you want to skip to certain sections or you just want to avoid spoilers or whatever, there will be timestamps in the description box below for you to, you know, plan and move accordingly with the show. So, with that being said, I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna dive right into the manga section, and it's really, really just like a few things before I get to the die dark stuff I want to talk about. So, first off, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Sakamoto Days. They were on the cover of. Shonen Jump this week to celebrate the one year anniversary of the series. So it's kind of wild to think that man, it's it's already been a year and also like why it's only been a year, you know, just because this series is just so cool. I I, I just really enjoy it. Um though I will say it, I know I've said it before, but this is a series I tend, I feel like I kind of enjoy more most of the time in a binge read where I kind of like let several chapters build up and then, you know, read them in bulk. Um, but yeah, so shout out and much love to Sakamoto Days um, on the one year anniversary. So yeah, um, and, I, and I guess I'll just, just briefly just say like this week's chapter was really cool, really good. And I'm going to just leave it at that with that. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, also just give a quick shout out to uh, Spy Family Manga Chapter 55. Because this chapter pretty much your more or less finished up her mission and what she was doing. Uh, in relation to all the guys, that she, all the assassins and stuff that she was fighting on the roof of the boat and uh, 
But while that was going, oh, actually, she did it with an assist from uh, from Anya, because basically what Anya ended up doing, she ended up convincing uh, what you call it, the dad, to drop her off at this little daycare that they had on the ship, so that he can go and do whatever. And so after he gets dropped, after she gets dropped off, then she ends up sneaking, finding your and throwing her little uh, assassin hairpin thing up top to her to assist her. Of course, by by dumb luck. Because <laughs> she just tossed it up there. It distracted the guards. They were trying to sneak. They slipped and tripped on it. Of course, just typical spy family antics. Um, but while that was going on, come to find out, there was also a bunch of bombs placed all over the ship. So... So Light ended up having uh having to go and deal and deal with that stuff. Um whoops. Sorry, just trying to look up some Lloyd. Can't remember the dad's name Lloyd. But uh but yeah, so they uh so, so Lloyd ends up going off helping to disarm the bombs and stuff, and more or less that's kind of like like this arc is kind of coming to a wrap up. So, but um, but you know, still got a couple of loose ends to tie up. The family that Yor has been protecting, they're about to get on the little lifeboat and stuff. They always a uh, the the mom and the baby that Yor has been protecting was saying goodbye to Yor. It's a very sweet the little boy. Ended up uh hugging her and stuff so just very sweet wholesome stuff as always but um but yeah but that's spy family uh next up let's see i guess let's talk about freaking my hero academia <laughs> so we got my hero academia manga chapter 331 and let me see whoa this chapter was titled I want to say, I think it was like, I think it might have just been simply just United States of America. <laughs> I think it might have like legit been like that, uh, straight into the point. And of course, the time I need my phone to load is not wanting to load properly. Uh, technology can't ever, can't fully trust it. Uh, yeah, United States of America. <laughs> so, so yeah, so with this chapter, so of course we continue with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Star versus Sugar Rocky. And man, just seeing the way she just continues to use her ability, her quirk. Uh, cause like at the beginning of the, of the chapter, we kind of get like this kind of like monologue of Sugar Rocky, but it's just kind of like talking through how he feels like her quirk works and all this different stuff. And pretty much then Star ends up activating. Okay. This this is how she activates her quirk or this is how like the command she gives, whatever she says. The air forms into my shape, but 1,000 times bigger. And so it's this giant... It looks like like a giant projection of her, but it's just like made of the air, and she just starts unleashing this like crazy barrage of some wild attack. Like this first one is fist bump to the earth, 
<laughs> and she freaking just like uppercuts Sugar Rocky. She does this freaking crazy clap and stuff. And so I, I just love like how the panels looked of like this like giant pair of hands just like off to the like, side of the panels and then you see Sugar Rocky's body flying across the panels and stuff. Uh, and yeah, and, and what is it? And then she has all the different guys on her ships to shoot a laser. And then she says the lasers combine into one. And she basically ends up getting like like a freaking Zeus's lightning bolt <laughs> looking thing. And she says, United Hypermax Output Laser. What is this? Karasano? Karanos? And, but basically, it's just like a giant, just like laser beam of energy just dropped down on Sugar Rocky. And yeah, so that's going on. And then she reaches out to this commander named Commander... Uh, Agpar, which is a pun on uh, if I remember his name is a uh, Akbar from Star Wars, the one that they always do the uh, the meme of. It's a trap. <laughs> uh, that is what uh, <laughs> that is what the uh, what the character looks like. Only he has a uh, he has a mustache. Yeah, he's a, he has like a little like little fluffy mustache. <laughs> but uh, but I just I just I love it cuz cuz we all know how much Horikoshi loves his uh Star Wars and stuff. And so she calls into him and basically he says that basically because of her being careless and that this is a flat uh uh flagrant defiance from the rules that basically she's probably going to be stripped of her title and of pretty much everything because uh, what is it do 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 yeah it says you will lose more than just your license um, but basically she's like it, I don't care that doesn't matter at this point and so pretty much the chapter freaking just ends with like this freaking b barrage of missiles that is being sent from the U.S. for her to like drop down on Sugar Rocky. So yeah, that that is going to be a freaking wild sight to behold <laughs> when we uh when we get there when we see that next chapter. So yeah, so but I, I I'm I'm just afraid because we we all know. We all know this is not going to, this is not going to end well for Star, one way or another. And more than likely, you know, she will probably, she will probably end up. So, the way I kind of see it play out is, of course, the first thought probably would be, okay, you know, Shigaraki slash Awful One is going to steal her quirk. But... I also have a feeling that she might put a put a rule on herself that either will kill her in the process or just straight up causes her to lose her quirk. 
and I could see her doing something along the lines. And this is something that uh, GB from a uh, worst gen podcast also mentioned as well. When me and him was talking on Twitter earlier that she might also impose a rule on herself along the, along the lines of like, you know, all for one or nobody can steal my quirk. Or I'm also thinking like she might also just say like, hey, you know, my quirk no longer exists or who some some weird combination. She's going to do something like that. Or like I said, she might just take her own life, you know, if because because I have a feeling she's the type to like, hey, by all means necessary, if, if that's what she has to do to ensure that her quirk does not fall into all for one's hands then that's what she would do so i don't know we we shall see but uh but that that's kind of where my thought process is going that that's where she's going to end up you know the path that she's going to end up going down so but we shall see we shall see how how that's going to play out so let's see so Big talk. So this is what I'm about to do real quick. Hold on real quick before I get into the uh, the big manga review. All right. So we're about to dive into my thoughts and impressions on Die Dark Volumes 1 and 2. So Die Dark, Die Dark is a series that is made by the same creator as Doro Hidoro. Um, which some of y'all may have watched that it came out on Netflix. I believe it was back in 2019, if I remember correctly. Um, I actually, I still actually need to go back and finish watching it myself. I got pretty far, but I ended up, for whatever reason, not finishing it. So, um, especially after I read this, I'm definitely, hey, I want to go back in and uh, finish that up. But, little synopsis of this series. So, like I said, it's, it's still a fairly new series. There's only two. These still are the only two volumes out in English right now, um, with volume three coming out in December. But for the synopsis, Zaha Sanko's body, the main character, has great and terrible powers. They say that possessing his bones will grant you any wish, even the desire to become ruler of the universe. But Sanko is still a teenage dude with his own life, and he isn't about to let every monstrous lowlife and the galaxy rip him limb from limb. He and his skeletal buddy, Avakian, will use their dark powers to fend off any murder attempts while they search space for whoever put this curse on Sanko's bones because killing them might end the madness. So, and then Sanko can celebrate with his favorite spaghetti. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and, and, and as far as uh, genre, this series is, I guess, kind of classified as a sci-fi, dark fantasy, I guess, horror, dark fantasy, horror, comedy. So, because like, cause some of like the RA imagery is very, very gruesome at times, but it also has like a, a very awesome well-balanced mix of humor sprinkled throughout it and that's honestly one of the one of the things that i really enjoyed about reading this series was the the main cast of characters so we kind of end up having 
by the time I end up finished reading these four or both of these volumes and throughout them or whatever, we kind of end up with this kind of like, sorry if I see if I can get it, this, these main four uh, characters, <laughs> which, you know, it's the main character Zaho, Zaha, his, uh, his little backpack skeleton buddy named Avakian. Death. <laughs> um, or, or some version of death. Like a death. Like a death reaper named. Uh, uh, Shimada. And then. This last person who. We didn't. We still don't really know too much about. But his name is. Hajime. Diamond Maru. So, but yeah, and here is some art of all four of them thugging out, <laughs> doing some stuff. But, um, but yeah, but so, so pretty much in these couple of volumes, it's, it's a really good introduction to these characters into their world. As one thing I like about how the story was told across both of the volumes, and it's also another reason why I'm glad I decided why that I'm glad that I ended up going ahead, going ahead and buying both of them because originally I was going to do like how I've been doing, just hey, I just you know I'll pick up the one volume, read it, give my thoughts, and then if I want to read more, I'll buy it and go on from there. But something told me it was like you know what, something about it was saying, hey, go ahead and get both volumes. And I put a little bit of extra faith in this series because, shout out to my friends over at Kami House Podcast, um, Crystal and Bilal, and Ren as well, but 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 I know Crystal and Bilal for sure have read some of Die Dark, and I think Bilal might actually be fully caught up with with the manga online, but, um, but with them kind of giving their recommendation and praise, I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and at least I'll go ahead and just buy both volumes because if I end up liking it, then I want to be able to just dive right into the next one. And I'm glad I went with that decision. But one thing I like about how the story is structured or how it's kind of told through both of these volumes is you get like a chunk of the chapter in the present day. But then in both volumes, there's like a section with like a couple of chapters where it goes back to when Sanko was a kid on this like school colony thing named uh I think it's a tree gun or something of that nature tree gun tree run hold on let me see I think it's tree gun yeah tree gun and so we kind of get to see him as a kid and just just yeah just just his early learnings of dealing with his powers and stuff now, speaking of powers, man, like, he has some really dope abilities. So, 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 Avakian, he is primarily in basically what I'll call kind of like a backpack mode. But he can transform into basically like his own full adult-sized figure. Um, which which is which is what you see in that image I had shown. So yeah, so him right here, he'll also kind of like 
compact down into just like a backpack for him to wear. <laughs> it's just kind of cool. And he also like hosts uh, weapons and stuff. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I love how everything kind of centers around these darkness abilities, the use of bones, the, the whole theme of bones in general, because we know as from this, from the synopsis is that Sanko's bones supposedly have this like magical power to them, but he also uses like some dark magic, dark powers or whatever to collect other people's bones and stuff. And so I love like the first time that gets revealed so the first time we see him getting getting like a combat encounter, he tells Avakian, he's like, "Hey, my my, give me my weapon or whatever." And so Avakian, like his jaw unhinges, and like this like cannon looking thing pops out, and a bone pops out. And it's like, okay, that's weird, but I just love the way he just activates it. So I love, so basically like, like anytime he gets ready to like activate his abilities, he says, come dark flesh. And so his, the little bone that he has turns into like this freaking just, uh, it looks like just looks like an ax, but he buries the ax in the person he's fighting into their head. And it's like, okay. And then just like over the course of the panels, we just see like the flesh and everything muscles all that stuff just like melt off of the person's body into this literally just their bones left and so the first most i was like yo this is very dope very cool but um but yeah it's it just like just super cool just seeing him do that but then it's just like when he does it of course he's like a, this goofy teen kid he's just like yay bone more bones for me but uh but yeah it, it, it just like i said just has really good comedy from there um you know he he collects the bones but then he, the bones also act as a currency in the world so they have this planet that they go to called uh shoot what's it called the dark dark nest where there's this uh this merchant that he encounters and I don't think that they have her in the in the like little character thing at the front. No, they do not. But um but basically he ends up coming across this or this character that he goes to that's basically like like if you play like any type of like a like RPG game or any game where you have to go to like a shopkeeper or whatever, uh he goes to this chick and what is her name? Ah, uh, shoot! What is her name? I cannot find her name at all, and that makes me sad. But anywho, she she sells all these different like dark orbs, like the the armor stuff that he has, more bones, all this different stuff, whatever. So, it, it, like I said, it's it just really cool just seeing, like, how this world works and operates and flows. And then, like I said, then you get to one of my favorite characters, uh, Shimada Death. Um, especially when you get to see what Shimada actually looks like underneath all of that, uh, that garb or whatever. So, let's just say, 
Shimada is my favorite character, <laughs> or, or just just one of my favorite characters um, already. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, the character is just just super dope. But um, but yeah, they, these are just like I said, just super awesome reads. And one little cool dope thing that I loved about this when I got to the end of volume one is they have a freaking crossword puzzle in the back of it that asks you questions based off of what you read and you fill in the blanks. And then the cool thing that, of course, with me having both volumes, I went and looked at the back of volume two. They have the answer sheet for the crossword puzzle for volume one. And then there's another crossword puzzle for volume two. So I, I, I just love that extra little touch. And it just brings just that much more personality to this series. Because uh, along with the crossword puzzle, like between several of the chapters, the author also does these really cool kind of like little, just, just like, like, just like looks at all the different characters like hey this is what this character looks like in their full armor or this was like the evolution of their character designs or hey you know it's like okay this is what they look like you know in this certain suit or whatever and so yeah like I said I, I, this I just feel like there's just like a lot of love and care that went into both of these volumes you know and uh and yeah like i said i'm just i'm just super excited to continue to read this when volume three comes out um middle of this middle of december so got pretty much like two months or a month and a half to wait but yeah i think i'm kind of in that there but um like i said just if, if you're looking for just like i said just something that's like a little bit more you know, a little bit more of kind of like 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 dark, gory side, but also has like really good comedy and a cast of characters. Then Die Dark is definitely a big recommendation uh, coming from me. So yeah, and I don't think let's see. So I'll just double check. I don't think there's nothing else I want to say or cover with this. But uh, but yeah, like I said, it's it's just a fun read and just really cool just seeing these characters and i am just like super curious to just continue to see more of this world and more of their backstory and see sako use use more of his powers and stuff and yeah and and, and this series i like like i said like with the merchant thing whatever it really makes me like man this would be like a really dope video game to play because um because he even he basically gets like a a item in volume two to basically makes him to be able to instead of them always having to travel back to the one location to find the merchant lady now they can summon her pretty much to any planet that they're on with this like super rare item that they get from her so that was like really dope as well as like when they got their own ship and yeah so like i said don't want to go into everything in full detail but like i just wanted just to give y'all a general rundown of that so but yeah die dark volumes one and two super duper quadruple thumbs up from me <laughs> um highly recommend it say so yeah, go check it out um like i said i think both of these were about a little under 15 bucks a pop and they have 
let me see how many chapters was in these. It, it, it was a decent amount. I think like six or so. Yeah, six chapters plus each chap plus each volume also has like a bonus chapter as well. So pretty much seven chapters per volume. So yeah, but anywho, that's going to do it for uh, for Die Dark and for the manga talk. So I'm going to take a quick break and be right back with some anime talk. Alright, so anime talk. <laughs> so real quick, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to go into like super detail on everything or whatever. But, uh, whoops, but, so, just want to just say, just briefly and vaguely, no spoilers, but, both Jobless Reincarnation and 86 this week, both of them turned things up quite a bit, turned up the pressure a lot, like, <laughs> Like, man, um, uh, debating about saying anything more or not, but, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Both of these series, I, I don't even know what to really say. Uh, screw it. I, I have to, I, I can't, I can't just be vague there or whatever, so. Let me just start just briefly on Jobless Reincarnation. Spoilers for the latest episode. So, mild spoilers, but it was wild. All this stuff going on, and Rudis ends up running into his dad in this city, and then basically just like the revelation of like, no, like everybody in their town got messed up. Everybody got teleported somewhere else. And the fact that that you know, a year and a half, he's been venturing off trying to trying to find everybody. Like he has the one daughter with him, but his both of his wives or the wife and the mistress, whatever, and the other kid, or MIA. And it's just like when that reality hit Rudy, Rudis, and he just like man, I didn't even think he he just assumed that the town. Didn't get hit. That his family was just hey at at home chilling or whatever. But it's like no, like hey, they've been out here. They've been out here, uh, in the dirt, <laughs> toughing it out. But um, but yeah, but yeah, that that was a, a crazy awakening to reality when that happened with uh with that. And jumping over to eighty six, so latest episode of eighty six. Miles spoilers for that, but just. Man, when the freaking, I, Lord, I can't remember what the freaking uh, enemy is called. Yeah, freaking the, the Legion. Oh, man. <laughs> man, the, the foresight that Shan, when he kind of mentioned, he tried to warn them, like, yo, hey. Things are about to get really bad. Like, like y'all are gravely underestimating the enemy numbers. And then this this uh, episode, when he went to wake up his teammates and stuff, and he's just like, hey, it's time. And, 
man, when they show like the battlefield and stuff, and how many legion are just like engulfing everything, and and, and it's not just all of them going to one point. There were so many of them that they were able to attack multiple countries simultaneously. And so just seeing just that scene was wild as well as just like the actual action of Shin losing himself in battle and stuff. And man, it, 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 it was wild. It was insane. Um, but I'm just going to stop right there on that. So next up, I want to just briefly touch on. So let's touch on this. So let's touch on Sakugan real quick. And I believe this was episode four. So Sakugan episode four. So man. <laughs> so of course Gagumber gets roped into some mess when because you know him and Mimi Poo, you know, they get kind of basically get detained by this guy that was at the, at the end of last episode, kind of find out he's like from like the main government of their world. And so, you know, he get, basically he gives them time like, hey, you know, while things are getting sorted out, y'all can basically kind of like wander the city. And basically, it seems more or less that this town was modeled off, uh, based off of uh, France. Because, of course, the big thing they focused on was them getting pizza. And then they showed like, like a some version of like the Roman Colosseum, Lena Tower of Pisa. It was so many references where it was really just like some of the characters and stuff were clearly uh, French inspired. But we finally get introduced to, to this new character, which I can't remember. Let's see what her name was. But she was like, she was really, really dope. Uh, let's see if I could find Zacreta. Zacreta. Um, yeah, she she was really dope. So basically, this chick they run into whatever that's on that's on the poster in the purple top. She uh she's basically on the run from what seems like some uh like mob bosses or whatever. It's like a $10 million bounty on her head or whatever. But I can already tell she's going to fit in just fine <laughs> with the crew just because just, just like seeing like the way her and Gagumber interacted and stuff. And probably Gagumber when he was like at the bar trying to pick up ladies and stuff, whatever. And all of them kept on turning him down and stuff. And of course she comes along she plays along with him, but of course that's just so that she can use him. And yeah, just him getting roped into this whole crazy situation with this mafia, with these mafia people. But yeah, oh, overall, just 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 another another cool, another fun episode. Like I so said, we have another uh, cool addition to the uh, to the crew, and so I'm just really curious to see like what's gonna happen on uh, on next episode. But um, but yeah, but Sakugan, another. Really cool episode. So, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's do this next. Man, so, so, Ranking of Kings, episode three. <laughs> Man, 
this this episode it just it just has just so many freaking wild and crazy twists and turns just because and of course spoilers but it's just like everything from you know uh Boji been basically just like everybody just like turning or not not everybody turning on him but basically like them playing him because the the the, the king dies at the beginning of the episode and we had this freaking weird demon thing come out of his body and kind of like points at Boji then points at itself laughs then then disappears and it's like it's like do do all the kings have this demon creature whatever inside of them very curious to know but that happens and then the the queen basically takes it upon herself to basically uh veto boji becoming king and they take a quote-unquote vote to see who wants him king versus uh dida and of course dida ends up winning and so the next day when they went to announce it to the public of who inherited the throne, even though their father and his will says that he wanted Boji to be king, they turned the tables and rigged the system. And so while all this is going on, freaking uh, Kage gets captured and put away and in a cell by, by the snake dude and he ends up cutting himself loose and setting himself free and then him and the snake dude basically come, come to some type of agreement of like okay they understand like, okay the Kage is actually there to help Boji so he sends Kage on some type of quest who knows where wild but we shall see someday but in the process of all this whatever we end up finding out that Boji has a really strong bond with these snakes, primarily the head snake, which we got a flashback to, you know, when the queen, the new queen comes around and she meets Boji when he was like very tiny. And basically just over time, they start to warm, soften up, but basically like the thing that like really solidified their bond was when this, at some point, three-headed snake shows up um, but it's lost one of his heads. One of the snake's heads. Eyes poked out. It's scarred up. Looking crazy. Boji ends up getting the queen to use her healing. Or her uh, her magic. To heal the snake. And then from there we see like the passage of time. Boji and the snake is bonded. He's like running around playing with it. He sleeps with it. All this stuff. And so he ends up going to present day to the snake now and asking him like hey have you seen Kage yada 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 and the snake is like all that I can tell you is that yes your friend is safe and that he struck a deal with our master to go on a mission for something and so that happens and then while this is going on freaking Dida in his new quest of power he ends up uh, tasking the snake dude to go and kill the spear guy and the other person that basically voted that they wanted uh, Boji to be king and so we get this like freaking super cool fight scene 
between them and yeah the the, the spirit guard despite having his spear broken multiple times he does this freaking crazy technique and then gets a good stab on him and so yeah so so right now he thinks that the snake guy is dead he's not because yeah that's gonna play and come to play but uh but the spirit guy uh Apeus, he declares he's like hey i will make prince boji the king and so it, it just it it feels in some ways like some like game of thrones type of stuff where it's like okay you have all these players in these different places like you know um making their moves double crossing betraying killing sabotage all this stuff it is just so wild and and it just makes me wonder it's like man it's like it's like we dealing out we doing all this crazy stuff is going on and this is just our kingdom and just imagine like okay we have the quest to get boji to become king but then what's the good what's crazy stuff is going to happen when we start dealing with the other kings from the other nations and stuff so yeah but high praise again for ranking of kings if you're not already please go watch this show give it a shot you you will not regret it all right so next up let's talk about uh blue period and so with this one i I mainly just want to just give a shout out to just the freaking the this series, I, I love and I enjoy that it releases Saturdays because the last couple of weekends, um, it's it's more or less what I watch when I get up Saturday morning. So it's kind of like a nice, peaceful series to watch in the morning as I'm eating my breakfast. And so I, I just really enjoyed this episode because, um, and, and I guess just, just as a reminder for anybody that forgot, um blue period is a series that's basically about um the main character wanting to become an artist like a drawing art artist um and so yeah so so this so this episode one thing i really just just enjoyed about it was the main character you know like no still of course like trying to like trying to find his place in this art world and like seeing how you know how he might be super critical of something that he draws or does but then somebody else is like no this is freaking fantastic and so we kind of have this moment where one of the characters i can't remember his name let me see if i can find his name uh Uh, shoot. Hopefully, I ain't spoiling myself. Uh, Takahashi. So, that, so that there's a moment like later on in the episode where basically Takahashi more or less says that um, the main character, uh, Yaguchi, that basically he shouldn't be there and talking about how you know how he's always had it easy growing up and just making all these crazy wild assumptions 
and just like talking down on him. And so I, I ended up, I, I, I loved how Yaguchi ends up like going and basically just like pouring his heart and emotions into his art. And we end up just getting just like this very beautiful um, painting that he does that is just like very striking to where even like, like, like the, the instructor says something along the lines of like, yo, like, Hey, this is awesome. And, and I can basically, she was saying like, I can basically, you know, she can feel the energy oozing off of this image. And so, yeah, so I, I, I just, like I said, I, I just, just really just wanted to, like, wanted to highlight that episode this week, just because just the way that they just showcase emotion and stuff through art and it kind of just you know makes me think about it like like even though it's not exactly the same but just like how you know i might be super excited to talk about something or discuss it on the podcast or in the youtube video or whatever and if it's something that I'm, I'm super passionate about whether it's positive negative happy angry sad or whatever and i can just pour it out into my work into what i'm doing um or even like when i'm jotting down ideas whatever so but yeah but that, that's just like something super awesome i've just like really really been loving and enjoying about blue period because like i said even i know i don't talk about it every week it is something that i am still keeping up with and it's just something just like very calming um to watch but also like you know gives like a very realistic look at um, I, I know like several people in the community that I'm in, like the podcast and content creation community that are actual like artists or have been artists or, you know, draw stuff, whatever. They've really taken a super liking to the show. And even myself, like there's just like certain aspects of the show that even though you might not be an artist, if you're a content creator what or whatever, or just, just a normal person, like I feel like this show has something in it that we can all like super relate to so yeah so blue period go and check it out highly recommended um like i said aaron on uh, netflix okay one of the last one one of the last things i want to talk about today before i get to the to the my hero movie at the end young justice seasons seasons three and then um the current one so season three outsiders and season four, Phantoms. So just just surface level first before I get oh, <laughs> this was a wild binge ride this weekend. So I literally watched probably knocking on hmm, how many episodes would that be? Probably like close to like like to like twenty something episodes because because I don't think because. So, so season three came out at the beginning of 2019. I had watched like a handful of episodes then, but I didn't keep up with it because it was coming out week to week. Um, and I think, I think they were doing two episodes a week. I think when they came back and they were doing season three, but anywho, before episode 10, like around episode eight to 10, somewhere in there, I fell off and just hadn't gone back. And so of course, season four phantoms, just started a couple weeks ago 
it's of course on the timeline. I sent, I'm seeing people talking about it or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's dive in. Let's catch up on Young Justice because this is a series that like I really loved and enjoyed um, back when the first two seasons came out, which is wild seeing how long ago that was because I just put it up on the wiki. It does not feel like freaking season one came out 10 years ago. November 26, 2010 was the first episode of Young Justice. And so season one ran to April 2012 and then it rolled right into season two which ran from 20 to to uh, spring 2013. And then we had a six-year gap with no Young Justice, and now they've kind of come back a, a couple of years, semi-back-to-back, um, or and within like, like a year gap or whatever. But, um, but man, coming back... Oh, <laughs> sorry, I... I it is just like so much that I, I probably I, I can't even like fully dive into like everything that I want to, but it was freaking awesome. It, it was just so awesome, just like watching these characters, just like being reminded, like yes, I loved the show, I loved this series. Um, just seeing you know all these you know young DC characters as well, you know like because of course you no know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, they're still in it too, but they're kind of more background on the periphery or whatever this is more so focused on the younger as by the name uh characters or whatever and and even like some like like the ones that like were super young in the first season now they're like leaders and there's even more younger ones coming up but but yeah just just seeing all this stuff going on to freaking um the one prince like towards like the end of season three they pretty much just like chose to become king of his home country again but after he killed that one dude and so it was just like just like throughout watching season three or whatever and especially like season four now it's just like quickly reminded like hey yes high stakes characters can and will die and it's these characters dealing with trauma learning how to process these these different things or whatever and it, it can be brutal at times um but like i said it's just so good so so freaking good and of course i freaking catch up all oh, the freaking giant cliffhanger because <laughs> this season pretty much is like like these first few episodes more or less started off and focused on uh Connor and Megan and Beast Boy going to Mars or Mars for Connor and McGann's wedding. And of course, there's a lot of like mental trick, mental stuff going on, especially on Beast Boy. And honestly, granted, I, I know he, I know he was under the influence of like some mental stuff, whatever they was being pressured on him. But there are definitely like certain points where I'm like, yo, dude, you need to chill. Cause you just screaming at people, you just jumping to conclusions. You, Beast Boy was wild and black. Cause I know it's not all hundred percent his fault, but some of it is, you know. But um, but yeah, but it was just those are some freaking good episodes. The whole mystery of them learning, piecing, piecing together how the king of Mars had died, how that tied in with these like mysterious attacks going on and different stuff to. Connor 
more or less seemingly sacrificing himself to freaking dive into freaking lava to help defuse this bomb, not knowing that somebody else has snuck in and put a thing of kryptonite with the bomb device. So when he was destroying the bomb, he was also releasing kryptonite into the atmosphere. And so, yeah, it, it, it was just uh, super wild. Just like that realization when Superman came in, he's like, oh, okay, he's under the lava. I'll go get him. And then like soon as Superman got close, it's like his energy just immediately got zapped out of his body. But, uh, but yeah, but Young Justice, super awesome. Like I said, I don't want to harp and drag on it too long with her, but just want to say I'm very happy that I spent <laughs> a day and some change um, binging and catching up. Because what? Because season three is 26 episodes, and like I said, I wasn't even to episode 10 yet. So that was like 16 episodes of that, plus the four episodes of Phantom. So, yeah. About 20-something episodes, a little, little, like, right at 20 episodes that I watched and caught up on. But it, it was super, super worth my time to to do so. So, whoops, took away the wrong thing. <laughs> um, and just in past, I'm not even going to put this on a time stuff, but I'll just say I'm getting closer to finishing Violet Evergarden. So, next time I do the podcast, I should be able to give... My final thoughts on that. Um, and I might even get to check out the movie as well. Since I'm going to have a little bit more time. But I think I'm like on episode 10 or so. Um, of Violet Evergarden. Super good. Super good. Um, but. Let's kind of transition real quick. Take a little break before we come back and talk about. The My Hero movie. Alright. So. Let's kind of end the show off with. A little brief talk. Um, I'm not, I'm not even gonna make this super long, but like I said, just wanted just to give my general thoughts on the new uh, My Hero Academia movie titled World Heroes Mission. So, I guess surface level. I'll say surface level before I before I get into any details or whatever or specifics. But I'll just say surface level. It was okay. Uh, for me, it did not reach the heights that that second movie heroes rising did it it just didn't it couldn't just because of the stakes that was put in front of us with that second movie because literally i still remember that final fight scene with and i guess spoilers for anything before this movie so if you haven't seen the second movie or whatever tune out skip ahead or whatever or come back next week or next episode. <laughs> but the ending of that second movie, where you have freaking both Deku and Bakugo with one for all, and just the crazy visual feast before my eyes of both of these characters doing these like super crazy humongous attacks it's looking beautiful smooth and fluid I'll never forget because that was like one of the last movies I saw before the pandemic last year but I just never I just won't forget it it was just like like, there was like a good chunk of like that final fight 
that I was literally just like mouth, just jaw, just what, what am I watching? Like sitting up at the edge of my seat, just, yo, what is this? There were, there was, there were some cool, mo- there were some cool moments in this, in this movie. Um, especially like, uh, when Deku was using Black Whip, uh, at certain points in the movie, whatever that, that looks super dope. Just seeing him swing around like, like legit Spider-Man ducking and dodging stuff, whatever that all looks super cool. But the, the, the main villain, he was there and yeah. Like I said, it, you know, I, I will say there, there was like some aspects of the movie that I really enjoyed because there was a moment where it was basically kind of like, like, oh, this person you thought some you thought was trustworthy is actually working for this other group or whatever. And honestly, it kind of gave me vibes. You know, y'all know I've been slowly but steadily, uh, slowly but surely, <laughs> maybe not steadily. Um, but reading through a uh, 20th Century Boys um, manga, and if you've read that or know about it, I'll just say the Friends situation and about people being part of the Friends that you probably would have never suspected. And there was a moment here where that happened, where somebody kind of hinted like, "Oh no, okay, you're actually part of, you're actually working with them," but um. But that that was something that I that was like a part I enjoyed, and that's something I kind of went went in mind. If we kind of like delve into that a little bit more, like like the like mystery aspect of trying to solve this case and this mystery, or whatever. But um, but yeah, but and and, and I guess I, I really didn't even say what this movie was about, just surface level. But at this point, <laughs> if you're listening to this part, you probably already know that yes, this. This takes place during the time when Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki were at Endeavor's agency for, um, for like a training or whatever, basically for the upcoming uh, arc or whatever with Shigaraki them. Um, and so basically they're going on this mission and like all the characters get dispersed to various countries across the world. We actually get to see the uh, the Egyptian hero in this movie, who also got introduced in the in the manga a few chapters back, so that's kind of cool getting to see him in action um, and stuff. But um, but yeah, but you know, I, I will say, and I feel like this was like a highlight for everybody. But um, but the kind of like filler character, what was his name? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to see if I can find that character's name because I, I want to say Rudy or whatever. Roddy, Roddy Soul, awesome character. Uh, I I really enjoyed his character. Um, and, and even and even once we got the reveal of, like of the reveal of what his quirk was, but um, but he he was just a really cool character. Just somebody out there trying to do what he can do to provide support for his family, for his younger brother and sister that he has to take care of by himself. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed, there was this villain named, uh, Bellos. She was like a, like a, had like this like bow and arrow archer type of quirk, which I thought was super dope. 
Um, her scenes were like some of like my favorite of the of the movie. But um, but yeah, but like I said, overall it was okay. Um, I will say, and and I don't know, if, I don't necessarily want to put this all, you know, or put any blame on the movie doing this to me, or whatever. It could have legit just been me, just a combination of things, or whatever. But I legit dozed off a few times in the movie, especially like towards the end. I dozed off multiple times. It was bad. Now, take into account, it was Friday night, so I had worked all day at work. I went to a 10 p.m. showing, which, of course, with previews and stuff, whatever, which means it really didn't start until, you know, 10.30, probably, whatever. So, so yeah, so by the time we used to the final fight, it was, you know, knocking on, like, 11.30, going into midnight or whatever. So, maybe it was a bit of exhaustion just from a long day of work, then family stuff, and then going to see a super late movie. But I don't know, because, heck, I, I wanted to see Dune, which was a two-and-a-half-hour movie, late at night on its release night or whatever. Same thing, I went, I went to go see a Shang-Chi on a work night. Good, I didn't, get to, I didn't get to see that super late, but I don't know. You know, which, like I said, it's just me. Like I said, I, I, I enjoyed parts of the movie, but like I said, definitely not my favorite of the bunch. Like I said, some cool highlight moments, but... Overall, I just, you know, but like I said, part of me also, I wouldn't mind going to watch it again, but in different circumstances, like, hey, maybe going <laughs> middle of the day, early in the morning, whatever, um, and make sure I'm fully rested and stuff too. Um, and who knows, maybe I might like it better on, on a second viewing, but on this first viewing, like I said, it was, it was okay to, to pretty good highlight moments, but you know. Like I said, maybe I dozed off a couple times, but like I said, I don't want to put all of that onto the movie itself. But, um, but yeah, but I think with that, I think that's going to do it right for this episode. Um, let's see. Yeah. But like I said, still, hey, if, if, if you get the opportunity to go watch the movie, then hey, go watch it and, you know, um, be a judge for yourself. May make that judgment call yourself for how you feel about it. But yeah, so let's go ahead and just wrap this bad boy up for the week. And that's going to be a wrap for this week's episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed hearing my thoughts on Die Dark volumes one and two like i said make sure to go um check it out you know like i said go go you know like i said especially especially if you are a fan of dora hedoro or or you just looking for just some good uh dark fantasy comedy stuff um also you know let me know what, what you thought of my hero academia heroes rising movie did you enjoy it? Have you had a chance to go see it? If so, tweet at me. Hit me up on Instagram, wherever. Let me know what you thought. And yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all streaming services, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the Danny's Talk YouTube channel so you can get all the updates on everything that I do. Make sure to go check out my manga haul video for the for my uh, Septi- September 
<laughs> pickups and yeah and like i said we'll kind of play it by ear but we'll see how things go next week so like i said there might be a chance there might not be an episode next week but you know just follow me on all my socials at danny's talk on twitter danny's talk podcast on instagram and go to danny's talk.com for all that and more but y'all have an awesome week as we have wrapped up spooky season and we getting ready to go into the feeding frenzy <laughs> uh, going to the uh no shave november whatever other stuff you do or do do not do in november <laughs> and uh let's get ready for some cozy season because starting to get a little bit more chilly outside but anywho enough rambling y'all be easy y'all have an awesome week and i'll catch y'all in the next episode bye and peace